Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall and today we are going to visit Kurdistan. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. This is indeed Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and I'm very excited to be recording this show right now, late at night, in my bedroom, having a lot of fun. Today we are, again, doing a show about Kurdistan. Kurdistan is interesting. It's uh, split between Syria, Turkey, Iran, and Iraq, and coincidentally, Tracks from Abroad, this show, has gone to Syria, Turkey, and Iran, but we have not gone to Iraq that could be in the future. So Kurdistan is encompassed by all of those countries, and today we speak to someone who's from Kurdistan. Today we're talking with Malad, and Malad, of course, brought some music to the show. I really enjoy his songs, and I think you will too. So let's get into my interview with Malad. We're going to play some music shortly thereafter, and then some music from Canada. Stay with us. Today we are talking with Malad. We're doing another show on Iran, but this one has a special twist because we're talking about the Kurdish people. Malad, welcome to Tracks from Abroad. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's let's talk about your hometown. What is it like? Is it a city? And, and what can, things can you do there? It's a small city in uh, Kurdistan province in the west of Iran. So it's a mountain uh, area. So the the weather is is nice over there. Cool. So Milad, today, as usual, you brought some music to the show. As always, the student brings a playlist of music from yep. their country. Are there any songs that you can start off the show with? In fact, music is a big part of Kurdish culture because uh, there are there are too much pressure on the Kurdish uh, culture from uh, all of these countries that uh, Kurdish people live uh, there. So uh, Kurdish is uh, like music is the main part of the culture. So, yeah, I have some uh, music. Fantastic. All right, we're going to get into a first song from Malad's playlist. Very, very excited to hear. I mean, imagine that a whole country is super focused on music. We're going to hear some good stuff. So let's get into a set of music here with Malad, and we will be back talking for a third time about Iran. Sorry, my soul. 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are talking with Milad, uh, talking about the country of Iran, and we've got some really wonderful music. So that last song that you heard, Milad, what was that called? Uh, it is uh, it is a song by uh, Hani Mojtadi, which is a, a woman, a Kurdish woman. Uh, but Kurdish, uh, like women in Iran, generally cannot sing in country because of Islamic laws. This woman, uh, just to uh, to sing, uh, he uh, ran away from the country with uh, two of her ki- uh, her kids. Uh, so, wow. yeah, so he ran away just to sing. Interesting. Yeah. Run away to sing. Where did she have to go? How far did she have to go? It's uh, like she should cross the border to go to Kurdish part of uh, Iraq. So she, at first she moved to Kurdish part of Iraq, and after that she moved to Sweden, I think. To Sweden, okay. Yeah. Now, why is it believed that women can't sing? It seems sort of an arbitrary thing. I mean, singing, it's a normal thing to do. Oh, it's... It's complicated, right? Yeah, why, it's complicated. Why, why I don't know. Maybe you should ask a Muslim or yeah, yeah. Much. Well, maybe. maybe um, also, it's uh, it might be related to the government. I don't know. Yeah, the government is against any happiness or anything. It's odd. It's odd. Okay. Well, how about yeah. this? Does she have a big following? Like, is it okay for people in Iran to listen to her music? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. okay. People do not follow those stupid rules. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, what does she sing about? Uh, it's. Some part of uh, her music is uh, political because uh, Kurdish people are not allowed to uh, educate in their language. So music uh, is uh, like kind of a tool to uh, keep alive that culture. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, some music of uh, this singer is uh, political and some of them are about love and uh, yeah. So you're saying they have to learn in Farsi. Yeah. So it makes it so important for them to be able to keep their language in yeah, their music. Exactly. Uh, talk about that. I mean, do you speak uh, the Kurdish language? Yeah, I speak uh, Kurdish, but I was forced uh, uh, to uh, learn uh, Persian and uh, do my studies in Persian, just in Persian. And it was so crazy and so hard for me because when I was seven, year, uh, seven years old, I couldn't speak uh, Persian and they put me in a school with a pers- uh, Persian teacher. So it was crazy. I couldn't understand anything in that wow. school. <laughs> that sounds really difficult. It actually <laughs> makes me think about in Canada, yeah. indigenous people were made to, to learn in English and not whatever language that they, they grew up speaking. So yeah, there, there's definitely a discussion about like preserving languages. Yeah, exactly. Is the Kurdish language increasing in speakers or decreasing? I think it's uh, decreasing in Iran because yeah. they are not forced. Uh, they are not allowed to uh, be educated to uh, have education in uh, Kurdish. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, can we go on to another song? Is there another song we can talk about? You know. So this one is uh, called "Oh Yare," which means "Oh my love." So this has a love with a political theme because of political. This uh, this singer, I think it uh, he is uh, from Kurdish part of Turkey or Syria. Mm-hmm. He explained about how war and how uh, pressure from uh, the country they live can separate a love uh, from the loved one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, very interesting. Now, here's something I really like is that today we're talking about Iran, but surrounding this country, Turkey, Syria, yeah. 
and uh, in Iraq or Iran also. I mean, we've done shows on all of those countries. Yeah. Last week, uh, two weeks ago was Turkey. So it's very cool to uh, to come back to this. Let's get into some music here on Tracks from Abroad. We'll be right back with Milad in a moment. Zine, 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are talking about the country of Iran, and we have Milad in the studio talking with us. We're in Hart House. And Milad, talking about the country of Kurdistan, as you said during the break, it's separated between four different countries. There's a lot of different interests at play. And so what is the history of, of how these people have defended themselves? So after the World War II, this, uh, the Western country uh, divided, uh, like changed the border in the Middle East. So they put some Kurdish people in Turkey, they put some Kurdish people in Syria, they put some Kurdish people in Iraq, and they put some Kurdish people in Iran. So because the uh, the main governments want to like solve them and uh, change their language to be uh, like in Iran to be Persian, just Persian, and so there there is a huge pressure on them to change the to change their language. And why is it that people in Turkey might have a different view from you about the the nature of the Kurdish people? So. Uh, to be honest, uh, in Turkey, like 20 years ago, uh, people, uh, Kurdish people are not, uh, were not allowed to speak or like to speak Kurdish even in, in their house. So it was illegal to speak with your friends in Kurdish. So because of that, uh, uh, like there was a communist group. So this communist group was support, supported by Russia take up arm to defend Kurdish rights. And uh, after that, there was a like huge conflict and war between uh, Turkish government and uh, the Kurdish uh, group. So this uh, Kurdish group was supported by Russia, Russia and, uh, but uh, Turkey was uh, part of NATO. So because of that, uh, NATO countries put that group uh, as uh, in a terrorist organization. So yeah, so some of the like uh, music in Turkey, Kurd uh, Kurdish part of Turkey, is about this conflict and this uh, political situation and uh, about freedom uh, for Kurdish people. So this brings us to the the last few years when Donald Trump was the president of the United States. There's troops in this area who are defending the Kurds from or fighting ISIS rather. Yeah, yeah. As you they said. defeated ISIS. So then Donald Trump comes and he says he's going to remove the troops, which some people celebrate in the U.S. We're de-arming, de you know, the Middle East, but um, but this had serious effects on your people. Yeah, exactly. After that, Turkey uh, attacked part of the Kurdish part of Syria. So yeah, it it has uh, it had a huge uh, impact. In fact, this group was uh, was had some links to the uh, 
to the group in the Turkey that was assigned as uh, terrorist organization. So because of that, I think uh, Donald Trump uh, moved the troops. Also, uh, Turkey was uh, is part of NATO, so uh, it makes sense to uh, like uh, for Donald Trump or for U.S. to do that because uh, they want to had a united uh, like allies in NATO. Yeah. Okay. And what is the current state of the conflict? How are how are things going now? Uh, right now, there is some small wars in Syria, but in like in different countries, it's different. For example, in Iraq, uh, they had uh, there is a like regional go- government, Kurdish regional government. So yeah, it's it depends on uh, on the country. So you're saying there's a Kurdish regional government. So they've been somewhat accepted in that particular country. Yeah, yeah. They oh, okay. have been ex- uh, uh, like uh, there was a like uh, vote to be uh, as a country, but other countries didn't agree to see, have, to give them their own country. And for example, are they able to learn in their own language? For example, yeah, can they the, keep some traditional language? Yeah, yeah. In uh, in Kurdish part of Iraq, uh, so because the government in that part of Iraq is controlled by Kurdish people, they are allowed to do that. Okay, very interesting. Now, going back to the music, is there another song that we can talk about before we go to a music set? Yeah, so this one is uh, from uh, As- Asmare by uh, Juan Haju, a singer uh, that is from uh, Kurdish uh, part of Turkey. Uh, Turkey. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, we're going to play that track on Tracks from Abroad, broadcasting on 89.5 FM, that's CIUT. Oh, John, 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today we are talking with Malad about Iran. Now, Malad, we just played one of your songs from your playlist. Tell us about it. What was going on there? Yeah, it's uh, it's a song by a very well-known uh, singer. But uh, all of the songs that I have played uh, until now, all of them are sad. But uh, most of the Kurd, uh, Kurdish uh, music are are very happy because they have uh, their own da- dance and uh, dance and uh, singing happy song is is a huge part because when we go for a picnic the only thing they will uh, we will do is just dance just dance yeah now you can always find track listings on tracksfromabroad.com or at tfa.radio on Instagram but what was the name of that last song as asmare by uh, Juan Haju Okay, fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, and so you're saying the music is very happy. What sort of instruments do people play in Kurdistan? Uh, they have like, uh, there are uh, some traditional uh, instruments like uh, specific to that region, like tambour, which is part of, uh, it can be part of a religious over there. There are religious in part of Kurdistan that are not, uh, that is not related to Islam. So they have uh, their own instrument and they uh, they play that in- instrument during their like ceremonies you know on this show we can talk about politics all we want but it is really fun to learn about the food and the, the music that actually builds this culture that makes it up so what is it like the kurdish culture uh, if you could explain it so the kurdish uh, it depends on the part uh, where which part of the uh, region you live for example in my part of Kurdish, uh, uh, like uh, home tones, music is mostly traditional. But if you go to Turkey, the, it is more modern uh, music. You find more modern modern music. But uh, regard, uh, regarding the culture, people have like their own clothes, their own uh, like uh, type of dance, their own. Uh, the dance, we, we call it halparka. Okay. So it is a dance that people like 20 people or uh, like more than five people just hold hold each other's hand and dance in a circle. So the dance is a representation of their past because in past when there was a war or something, they danced before the war. The, it is part of like it shows the unity of those people because they ho- hold each other's hand and they... Uh, uh, they dance in a, like uh, with each other in a um, similar rhythm. So yeah, it's kind of uh, preparing and being um, united. When was the first time that you did this dance? Do you remember being very young and being shown? Yeah, how to do I it? was. I was like thirteen or something like that. But it was so embarrassing for me. <laughs> Because just my one of my siblings come to, uh, come to me and told me, "Are you dancing, or just you want to make fun of the dance to make people laugh?" <laughs> yeah, that's hard to hear. I remember where I went to school. We actually learned a type of dance. I think it was called square dancing. Also pretty embarrassing, if I'm being honest. So I can relate to you on that. Well, uh, can we go to another song? Is there a song that you could suggest? Yeah, Kurdish singer from Iran. Uh, He's called uh, Shahram Naziri. We're going to play that song on Tracks from Abroad, and we will be back with Malad very soon. Chirin, 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 chirin
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are in the cool recording studio. It's very hot outside, but we are in Hart House talking to Milad about Iran. Milad, that last song that we played, what was it? It was uh, by a famous singer called Shahram Naziri, Shirin Shirina, which is a, a folklore uh, uh, music. Cool. For the, yeah. Is this somebody who lives in Iran, or where do they live? Uh, I think he's, he lives in Iran, but uh, he had some concert in uh, even in Toronto and uh, other parts of the uh, uh, world. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he sing in Persian and he sing uh, in uh, Kurdish as well. Interesting. Now, a thought just came into my head. This guy travels around, he's a musician, but for you traveling... Do you have an Iranian passport? Like, how do you travel if people know that you are Kurdish? So, uh, yeah, I have an Iranian pa- a passport, yeah. So I travel with the Iranian passport. Does that give you any trouble? If you came back to Iran and showed it, would they just say, okay, you know? No, it's okay. It's totally okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's good to hear. Next thing I'd like to ask is about the Kurdish diaspora. So the people who are living outside of the country, what is forcing them to, to move? So in most of these countries, the Kurdish regions, uh, there are so much pressure on them. Also, for example, in my city, uh, in my city, no one uh, like 10 years until 10 years ago, no one could uh, like uh, uh, start a company in that city because they were there were uh, Kurdish people. So there are huge uh, like. Uh, economic uh, pressure on them. Because of that, many people uh, just uh, move their hometown or their country. Do you think that's the intention of the government, is to make it so difficult that the Kurdish people have to go, they have to leave? Uh, they have... Also, they, they want to like put pressure to change uh, their culture, not only to live, but also to change their culture and... Because these countries, all, all, all they want, they want to have one, one united uh, culture. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, you said that a lot of people will either go to Sweden or to Finland. Do you know why they prefer these two countries? Or is- yeah. It, in fact, it has some political uh, reasons. Because these two countries, uh, like many Kurdish people that live in Turkey, they go uh, uh, to these two countries, because these two countries, uh, Sweden and Finland, do not consider them as terrorist groups. So because of that, it is easier for them to go there. That's a big one, not being considered a terrorist group. That, you know, I'd appreciate that. That would make me move to the country, too. Right now, Milad, we are talking effectively to a big part of the GTA. So, you know, our signal is being broadcast around. What would you say to a Kurdish person who's who's listening? Do you have any message for, for the Kurds out there? I would say keep your culture alive because it's so beautiful. The dance is so beautiful. The music is so diverse because this different part of Kurdistan have different uh, music. For example, there is a part of Kurdistan that called Horaman. This part of Kurdistan is uh, like uh, the music is uh, impacted by nature. So mm-hmm. the music is close to nature sounds. So yeah, different part of Kurdistan has different uh, like uh, music taste so my message would be keep uh, keep your culture alive and let uh, dance with that music and yeah wonderful well Milad thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing your ideas and your music from Iran yeah thank you for having me
Oh my gosh, was that not the most crazy, amazing song you have ever heard? It was for me, I can tell you that. You are coming to the end of Tracks from Abroad, episode 34, I believe, on Kurdistan. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you want to hear some similar music, go back to two other episodes that we've done on Persia, on Iran. I think you're going to enjoy those as well. But now for a Canadian track. This next one is coming from Sina Bathai. This track is called One Last Time, right here on Tracks from Abroad. Check, 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 one, two. That was another track by Sina Bathai. That song called One Last Time. He is an Iranian-Canadian artist, and I'm glad to have him playing right here on Tracks from Abroad. All right, to end the show, I'm just going to play some brief field recordings, music 
in the natural world. These are sounds of musicians basically busking on the street, uh, whether it be New York City, where I was recently, or Vermont, USA, or just downtown Toronto. I hope you enjoy these clips, and I will see you next week on Tracks from Abroad. We're going to explore another country together. We'll see you then. City News Time, 1038. Four years ago, Mike Shorman lost his business and his mobility to Ramsey Hunt syndrome. But yesterday, he triumphed after crossing Lake Huron and on a paddleboard. City's Jesse McDougall reports. 28 hours is how long it took Mike Shorman to paddleboard across Lake Huron yesterday. But back in 2018, his life permanently changed in an instant. I had to learn how to walk again. And they said that I'd never paddleboard again. And the doctors didn't prepare me for the mental health aspect of it. And I had a crisis and I broke down. Shorman developed Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, the same condition which caused Justin Bieber to cancel performances earlier this month. After overcoming pain and paralysis, Shorman is focused on helping young people overcome mental health challenges, and he's doing it on the water. Yeah, Lake Michigan's up next, and then Lake Superior in July. And then the big finale will be into Toronto. Besides his love for paddleboarding, the 39-year-old tours Canada as a public speaker advocating for disabled children. Jesse McDougall, City News. In 30 seconds, a check on gas prices. City News Time, 1039.